everybody. Welcome back to Only Stupid Answers. My name is DJ Wooldridge, and with me today is the miraculous Roxy Stryer. I'm Roxy Stryer. What's a good one? If you had your own, like, because, you know, there's the Invincible Iron Man, uh, the Incredible Hulk, the Uncanny mm-hmm. X-Men. Are you the uh, rockin' Roxy Stryer? Like, what? what is your... Rebellious. The rebellious Roxy Stryer. I like it. Mm. Print. Mm-hmm. Cut. Print. Send it to the presses. Yeah, that's how they do it, right? <laughs> that's how cut, it's done. Cut, cut and print, print, and print. Press and... the presses. Press, get it out. Uh, you know, whenever you, there's like a turn of phrase that you're like, where did that come from? It's like, well, actually, 150 years ago, this is how we <laughs> used to fish. And then now we have this. <laughs> that's gonna, what kids are going to be yep. like with the printing press. Like, wait, what? You took- well, that's what I learned. This is not as appropriate of what you just said, but mm-hmm. that's what I learned about yesterday. I learned that the, the clap. The STD is mm-hmm. is because that they used to think that that's how you got it out was by clapping your genitals. So that's that's why it's called the clap. Man, nobody got healed of anything back in the day. You just had to you just had to outlast it. <laughs> I mean, you know, they try a forever. Sure, sure. Out of pain. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. So um, every week. Roxy and I like to answer your questions about uh, pop culture, movies, TV shows, comics, the whole shebang. Uh, and we also, for those that have been listening to the show for a little while, and for those that listen to the show on Spotify, we actually have a new feature where we're able to put a question on the episode that you are able to answer. It's really cool. Uh, Whoa! Yeah, it's a really cool thing. I guess we're one I of like the, the beta tests or whatever. So please utilize it because uh, I think it's really fun. We like to answer your questions as it is. Um, what are we going to ask them? Well, a couple episodes ago, you and I were talking about the Arrowverse, um, and we asked, are you excited for the new Superman and Lois show? And Christopher Inthanon uh, said, barely LOL sucks because he's my favorite, referring to Superman. Uh, and then last week, we asked, what would you like to see on a potential Harry Potter TV show? And Jake Barnes says, I wouldn't want to reboot. It needs to be a fresh story set in the wizarding world. One of my favorite parts of the HP films is the world building. I just want to see more magic and magical creatures. Uh, and then William Niles Wilson replied, hopefully not a reboot. Um, they should cancel the Fantastic Beats, Beasts movies and make it a Monster of the Week show. So that, uh, so that way there's actual character development. I'm all for canceling the Fantastic Beasts movies. Except Mads Mikkelsen. Excited for, excited for that. <laughs> there's always time. You know, this could be a Thor situation. You can Thor always. Thor the charm. Yeah, you never know. <laughs> Man, those first two Thor movies are rough, but that's not what we're talking about today. We like to start off every episode talking about what we are into this week. And I like the way Roxy, it's not like, what is she, what is she excited about? It's more, what has she gotten into this week? Roxy, what have you gotten into this week? It's because how can I be expected to only, during this crazy time, Mm -hmm. how are you going to expect me to be into all the things i don't even know if i'm into myself anymore like, ah, I, I feel I that even, <laughs> i feel that make, there's no decisions to be made about any of this stuff um so i guess what i want i'll start with something though that i'm legitimately super impressed by okay um and had never heard of and came into my world in a way that i was like what is this thing yeah so a, a lot of people started tweeting me or um, messaging me on my discord about this show 
Search Party. Have you ever heard of this? You know what? I'm actually really glad you're bringing this up because I have heard of it, but I, I know next to nothing about it. All I've ever heard is like, it's it's amazing. It's one of the best shows on there. And yet people are like almost incapable of describing it. Yeah. So I, I hadn't heard anything about it. I think it had a really hard time getting off the ground because apparently it launched the first two seasons on TBS. Mm. And then somewhere else. Yes. And now HBO Max. Got it. So I think it has new legs because it is now, there are four seasons now available on HBO Max. I am three and a half seasons deep. So I nice. still have a half season of season four. No spoilers um, in the comments. No spoilers. Which means that from the last time you talked to me till now, I started it and I binged almost four seasons of this show. Wow. So that speaks for itself. It is a show about a group of millennials who are, I mean, just the most realistic depiction of the not great side of millennials that I've ever seen. And it is a murder mystery show that is a comedy. Love it. But also a drama. (laughs) It is half an hour episodes each episode. God, I love that. It is, um, sometimes there's a little more mystery than others. And sometimes it's more a, a crime-based drama. And sometimes it's a courtroom comedy. And sometimes it is like every season seems to change a little bit. So there is a lot going on here. It is kind of like in the way where you don't like any of the characters and it's as always sunny or in Seinfeld that they're all like kind of hard to root for. These characters are really hard to root for, mm-hmm. but they are phenomenal to watch. And it is such a commentary on the time in which we live, the the values of people, and the ability, how things have changed based on our surroundings and how humans have changed based on that. It is so good. It is so good that I can't stop thinking about it. This fourth season, I have no idea what's happening right now. Yeah. No idea what's happening right mm-hmm. now. Um, Because everybody kept tweeting me, like, just wait till the fourth season. You're going to, it's bonkers. This show's bonkers. It's bonkers. I love it. It's excellent. I'm so glad it found a home at HBO Max. I never would have watched it otherwise. I have no idea why this was a TBS show. Yeah. I I guess I don't understand what TBS is. Um, Turner Broadcasting Station. That's what it is. (laughs) This I know, but not much more. Mm -hmm. Uh, It is. Yeah, this show's really, really good. It's really good. That sounds incredible. I, I've been, people, because of the fourth season, people have been very much excited about it, excited to talk about it. And so that's got me, it's put it back on my radar. And I'm looking forward to diving into it. How many episodes per season? 10. I, it might have been eight for one of them, but I think it's 10 for all of them. Easy. Yeah. Love it. It make, makes it easy peasy. Here's what I'll say about you, DJ. Mm-hmm. If you watch it, you might be partially hate watching it. Mm. It's so the the millennial culture in this is so not the use and me's of the world that it does get frustrating at times because they really zoom in on one type of millennial. Mm. And it's like, I cannot relate to that, but I know it exists. <laughs> I've seen it I, in the wild. I've seen it. So it is kind of like watching trash 
not track it's really well made but yes. like the people the people where you're kind of like oh my god mm-hmm. you, you are horrific um i also love and this is such a random comment but i think that because we haven't been seeing the lgbtqia community on tv for that long because yeah. you know extreme homophobia so <laughs> Um, I think that people often get afraid, and this happens also in a lot of other uh, minority communities. They get afraid to have um, like a character that maybe sucks mm-hmm. or like is like. And this, they have a. He is the most incredible character ever. He is a queer character who is like you want. You actually want to strangle him. Like he, <laughs> he is so such a bad dude yep um and not because he's queer because he's a bad dude and he also is queer like Mm -hmm. it's phenomenal to watch because you i never get to see that it's always like they i think people are too afraid so that's kind of cool um and same thing with their female characters like they are the I mean, you don't know who's the there's a main group of four people and you don't know who's the worst of all of them like they're all it's so good. Oh, DJ, I need you to try it just to let me know what you think. 100%. I'll definitely be checking it out. I've been excited to check it out. I just fin- – oh, well, this is a good segue into – you gave me the perfect segue into uh, what I want to talk about. So you brought it up right as the show aired, but I just finished watching Cobra Kai, the third season, most recent season. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I bring that up to say I now have a queue open on my dance card uh for a new show so uh letter kenny letter kenny has been stepping back in i've been watching that show again but that's another conversation for another day so roxy i wanted to because you brought it up i wanted to talk with you about it again so i finished cobra kai season three and i gotta be honest with you i kind of don't know how i feel about this show i talk to me i enjoy it it is enjoyable but as it goes on i find it harder and harder to connect to the any humanity in the show like when the show first began it's about two middle-aged dweebs that can't get over high school bullshit like it's really low stakes like it's just really like down to earth and it's like and and it seemed in on the joke about the idea of doing a, a karate kid uh continuation in the 21st century right as the show goes on and the stakes get higher to the point that now we've had multiple violent uh, mob brawl, karate brawls, we've had oh, yeah. we've had flashbacks to, to, to Vietnam. The, I, I got to be honest with you. The season three finale is what broke me for two reasons. One, spoilers for the season three finale of Karate Kai. Uh, karate Kai. Cobra Kai. Karate Kai. Karate Kai. Um, cause one, we get a flashback to, to Vietnam where two soldiers fight over snake pit, which I, uh, don't think, uh, Cobra Kai has the muscle to pull off. And two, the, the, the old Cobra Kai kids and the current Miyagi-Do kids meet at the Russo home to create a truce and the current Cobra Kai kids come and they announce themselves by tossing the smallest memory member of Miyagi-Do through a window and nobody stops and he's like whoa what what the fuck is going on now that this is what we're everybody's like oh it's on this is this is normal and well, it's on that, DJ we had already had the episode at the um at the um what's not called paintball laser tag oh yeah, yeah. laser tag episode like we already know that it's on yeah, but it's just it's as it as it heightens 
it just it feels like like what 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 is this show anymore like what what are we trying to, what are we talking about here like what, what's happening because like oh i'm so sad no i don't I, this is not me dunking on it this is not me trying to say i dislike it it's trying and 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 it's it's tough for me to articulate because it's like i love the fast and furious movies and those are crazy and they started more relatively grounded and became crazy and got better as they got crazier so i don't know what it is about cobra i guess because it just started at a like relatable low-key place and was like winking like hey isn't this kind of isn't this kind of silly now it's like none of this is silly this is all super serious do you think it's relatable though that like the way you grow up impacts the activities you do so you know there's that girl who like can't pay her bills and is trying to and has got that crappy landlord and she's using karate for not good reasons and then there's People who have like two parents who have nice homes and they use it for better reasons or like it's about the outside influences. I feel like that part's kind of relatable. Um, I think the the relationships and the love triangles at that age, that stuff's relatable. I think being a friend and like wanting to be one of the popular kids and on the winning side, but then realizing in your soul, you got to protect your OG friends. I mean, too little, too late, kind of. But are you talking about Hawk? Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I was a little surprised when everybody's like Hawk's on our side now. I'm like, dude, literally broke your arm. You might want to slow pedal that one. <laughs> yeah, but I think that all those things are still kind of relatable, and I, I liked. Um, I thought they did a really good job with the. I don't know if this is the right word. Choreography, mm-hmm. fight choreography. No, this that's, yeah, yeah. I think that's what. Yeah, I think that's the right it, word. It it looked pretty awesome. Um, and it's always action packed. There's like at least one karate fight per episode. Yeah. Which I like because it's called Cobra Guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, also, I wanted to ask you what did you think about his venture um, overseas? Doug, I, I, yeah. I, I, I was, uh, I, they kind of hinted at that he was kind of like Daniel was kind of flirting with the girl from Karate Kid 2. And I was like, oh, I know. Don't do this. And then they didn't. I was like, good. I, good. Because, like, uh his current wife is like way out of his league he shouldn't be doing this <laughs> totally um totally so so i'm glad but i thought i thought that was cool i liked the way that um i like the way they integrated the villain from karate kid 2 um what's his face uh i do feel like there's a conversation to be had about like all the Japanese people show up to help the white guy. Like, I, but I'm I'm not the one to have that conversation. But I, I feel like it. Some somebody somewhere is having it. And it's important to have. Um, uh, I again, I, I like the. Sh- I I think maybe it's because I think it's a, a problem of expectation on my part. Because if you think about it, like someone like Riverdale deals with high schoolers, but they're dealing with death cults and solving mysteries and all that. I don't watch the show. And the, sh- but, the show is excellent, DJ. Yeah, and, and, but I feel like that when I bought in on Karate Kid season one, I felt like that's not what I was buying. And now now we're at that level. I'm like, I'm not sure I signed up for all this. <laughs> I think that, I think you've given it a real shot. Real go at it. Well, now, now I'm in. This show's not for you. Now I'm in. Now I'm in. I need to see how. Are you allowed? Are we keeping you on the invite list? I don't know. Oh, that's a good question. I don't know whether I'm invited, but but I'm definitely gonna keep showing up to see how many other kids we can throw through windows, backs can get broken, arms can get broken, and also important question: Samantha getting PTSD just because she got scratched real bad by the other girl. Like Miguel literally got thrown off the side of a building and broke his back, and she's she's I think the one like. Kind oh. of about, 
I think it's about all of that though. Like I think yeah. it's like she watched that happen too. Um, and yeah, I think in high school, if you got like scratched like that, I mean, those cuts were deep. Did you see that? They story? were they were deep. I also I do understand the logistics of like she's got to be she's got to have a thing. Like I mean, she's our oh, she's one of our leads. She's got to have a thing this season. <laughs> Yeah. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we'll see. I'll be interested to see what they do for season four. I know a lot of speculation that they're setting up a villain from Karate Kid um, three to come back, which will be interesting. I'm glad that they. I'm. I'm. I'm glad that they're treating it like, like the MCU or Star Wars, where it's like there. It doesn't matter that nobody likes this version, this installment. We're incorporating it. It's we're we're bringing it back. We're gonna make it better. It doesn't matter that nobody likes it. It's coming back. Oh well, yes, you're not even talking about the Elizabeth Shue stuff. What did you think about that? I thought it was excellent. I loved that they, I love that she comes back and I love that these two men are still like, even though one's happily married, mm-hmm. I love that there's still this like competitive angle. And I love that neither of them ended up like going for her, going for her because yes. that wouldn't have made sense. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Um, so I, I thought they made the right choice, which like she comes back. There's still that like bravado thing going on, but she's actually really dope mm-hmm. and is like, Mm, no, like you guys just like focus on your lives. <laughs> um, and we, I, I haven't seen that storyline on TV ever where she comes back and like, then nobody's really like, Oh, but she's mine. She's mine. Just, I loved it. I loved that episode. Yeah. I, I'm glad that they were smart enough to realize like, yeah, it really doesn't make sense that this would happen. Cause they're all doing their own things. And especially it doesn't make sense that she would go for either of these guys. Cause she just did the marriage thing. She's got kids. Like yeah. she's probably looking for a break and we, who could blame her? <laughs> totally. I loved this part. Loved it. Um, what was that? That made me think of something else. And now I can't remember. Oh, I, I, I do hope now, like since we're just, just strip mining all, all of karate kid, uh, I hope they they homage. I hope Hillary Swank shows up in season four. I hope they homage the next Karate Kid and the fact that Miyagi had another student. And I don't listen. I don't know what the budget of this show is rocking. They got that Netflix money. Let's bring her in for an episode. Let's do it. I don't even know what she would do. Let's bring her back. I think maybe it's less about the money, especially if you're bringing somebody in for an episode, mm-hmm. and more about like hopefully she likes the franchise enough and is like understands that this fans are enough that obviously the money has to be. It enough there mm-hmm. but like maybe she maybe she'll just pop up it will be she, great i just the like goodness of her heart do it all do it all like again we're doing karate kid three now let's let's go for it let's let's bring in all all aspects of her. will jackie chan and jane smith show up that doesn't make sense let's do it will smith is a producer on the show for some reason <laughs> i love this show so uh real quick i wanted to touch in on another show that i also also wrapped up at season um this week and i mentioned earlier uh, the Expanse did its season finale, and it is uh, this whole season has been head and shoulder. It's been amazing. It's been so good. Ever since you told me about this being amazing, everyone's talking about this show now. I feel so like good. that. Why? So I'm I'm really missing out. Uh, I mean, I think so. I think so. It's it is it is not like. You know, I know you've talked about recently, like you're you like right now because of everything that's going on. You're kind of investing in like comedies, lighter stuff. Like, this is not mm-hmm. that. This is this is a, this is a serious sci-fi show that takes itself seriously, and the stakes are high. But that said, if you are going to check it out, I was going to spoil the finale. But do you not want me to do that? No, go ahead, go ahead. So 
I wanted to I'm follow, mad slow on it. I wanted to follow up on I mentioned to you at the beginning of the season that one of the main characters, um, the guy who plays Alex, uh Cass the actor's name is Cass Anvar, um, had been incredibly accused of of sexual misdeeds involving fans of the show at conventions and stuff like that, and they did it independent investigation and they decided to not continue working with him and i raised the question of like i didn't know how that that had happened after they'd filmed this season so i didn't know what they were going to do and i didn't realize the challenge ahead of them until i watched the episode because literally they the they've established it's it's well established within the show that that um what, what's it called? There's like a high G burn to go fast in space is incredibly taxing on the body. Um, and, and they've, they've it's talked about like you could get a stroke or whatever, but literally there's a big save. Se- it's an incredible sequence. They do this big save and they come back to the ship and the dude's just dead. The blood's coming out of his nose. I'm like, Oh shit, he had a stroke. And then they're like, Oh, that's a bummer. And then another character shows up like, yeah, but you know what? He died saving his friend. So let's not be sad about it and let's move on. And then they go to a party and then they set up the next season. And that worked. That was like, it didn't, it didn't, it didn't work. It's it's one of those. You were smiling while you said it. So I was like, it doesn't sound like this is working, but his face is saying, no, it it was really rough. Like, and, and, and I didn't think about the challenge because on the one hand, you got to get rid of this person. Like it's, it's, it's irresponsible to have this person on your show. But if within the context of the show, let me, let me start from the other side outside of the context of the show, you need to get rid of the guy. He's a problematic guy. So good. Got to get rid of him. Um, But now you're in a position where you can't, have your characters really properly mourn him because you don't want it to seem like you're sad that he's gone. Like as the show is sad that he's gone because he was problematic. Mm -hmm. But within the show, like 50, we've talked about this before, 20 years from now, whatever people watching the show be like, Whoa, what the, what? Because another, there's another crew of characters. Um, and they all mourn one of their crew members that dies, but he's like a no-name dude. We know he matters to these people, but we, as an audience, don't care. And there's like a whole sequence where they mourn this person that we don't know or care about. <laughs> None of that happens for Alex. And this is a guy that's been there from the beginning of the show. And so it's it's a catch-22. It's like we got to get rid of him, but we can't really celebrate the character in any way without kind of like inadvertently co-signing him as a person like it's it was a tough he thing put you in a tough position yeah he put you in a tough position so i, I the the way that season ends is bananas the setup for the final season is insane uh but we'll you'll we'll get into that if you ever get a chance to watch it but i'm interested to see where they go for the final season um super exciting stuff on that front Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Now, if you'd like to listen to episodes like this early or hear Roxy and I discuss stories that we don't have time for in the main episodes, like the fact that Ryan Coogler is making a Wakanda show or that a rapper implanted a multi-million dollar jewel in his head, stuff like that, you can check that out at Patreon. 
patreon.com slash only stupid answers but if you enjoy this podcast patreon.com slash only stupid answers is where you're going to want to go to not only support the show but get more of what you love now let's go into our main discussion for the day and i'm very excited to have you for this conversation roxy because i'm not the most informed about the awards season stuff but it is it is big news uh people are talking about uh, the Golden Globes and the nominations uh, came out this week and who's been snubbed and who's been uh, not snubbed. Um, and we actually have uh, the list here of stuff. When you heard the news, I don't think I've even gone through all of this. Who's been nominated for what? What What were the, how closely did you pay attention to it? And, and what were some of the standouts? So, I think that in general, the Golden Globes tend to not do the greatest job. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, I, I will say, and I say this often, and I know everybody does, but there was an extreme lack of diversity in the in the TV division here. Well, that I'm was stunned. like that was like so glaring that I was like, even if you're doing it to appease people at this point, like, don't you think you guys should think about this? This is so (laughs) weird. Like you have entire categories that have only, only white men in them, like a whole category. That's such a strange thing. But anyway, um, I think that in general, I have not seen, usually I've seen all of the movies by this point. I've seen almost none of the movies promising young woman. I watched and I love that, but it was, it's surprising to me how few movies I've seen, I have seen almost all of the TV shows. So I have some serious thoughts on that. Big ones being, and I can break these down more, but like Emily in Paris being nominated or um, Flight Attendant being nominated is kind of like, what the actual F is happening here? Yeah. Um, I mean, I may destroy you not being nominated. That was a huge, huge snub um, and a bizarre oversight or on purpose decision that makes no sense. Um. Yeah, I think that the, those were some big, big standouts. I can give you a bunch more if you would like. But DJ, what about you? Um, so I'm just kind of looking. I, I don't pay that much attention to award time stuff because I also think they tend to not do a great job. And and almost the movies I love most on any given year tend to not like Uncut Gems. You know, where was the love for that? Except for the Independent Spirit Awards. You know what I mean? Like, uh yeah looking at uh, and also this is this is a weird one because um you know i i tend to do okay having watched most of the things the movies and wow i i like you and it's probably just of the nature of what last year was that i haven't seen most of these movies and and so i think a lot of my response is word of word of mouth like what i what have i been hearing about them so it was interesting um to like the the response of um i may destroy you the fact that that didn't get nominated that didn't surprise me because i i heard nothing but amazing things about that show that so people being it surprised me that it wasn't nominated and surprised me that people it did not surprise me that people were uh, not pleased about it i will say i was kind of surprised at the response of defy bloods because i remember not hearing great things about the defy defy bloods when it came out and now all of a sudden it seems like it was the best movie of last year i can't believe nobody nominated it's like well where was that when it actually came out like maybe that's why it didn't get nominated because you all weren't talking about how good it was when it when it was (laughs) yeah there's definitely that um but i do think that I do think that sometimes 
takes a little bit of time to like let something sink in. I don't know. That's why I've always kind of advocated. I think award shows should be done for movies five years after. Like we should be talking about movies from five years ago because we just sometimes you don't sit with things for long enough. Um, Journey Smollett not being nominated, I thought was such a crime. She was she was so, so good um, in Lovecraft. I thought that that was like a shoe in. So I that one was a big, big snub. Um, I also, speaking of what you were just talking about, like the love for something that was so flabbergasting to me was, I heard from everybody that Ratchet was awful. Same. So, I, yeah, I was shocked by this. Do you watch Ozark? Because yes. I'm seeing Ozark pop up a lot on this list, and I, uh, and nobody talks about it. <laughs> I'm a massive Ozark fan. Okay, so this is I, this is warranted for you. To me, Ozark is so good. I have talked often about how I think it is as good as Breaking Bad. Like Ozark to me is just truly, truly phenomenal. So I think the love there was warranted. I think the Shit's Creek love is warranted. Um, made made a lot of sense to me. Um, I thought that there was, a, but as somebody who watches like 150 series a year or something, yeah. I there were so many shows that I was like, what? Like no dead to me. I love that show. I think it does not deserve it. It never gets the attention and love that I want it to. Um, and this season was great. So I thought that that was one that was definitely missing off of a lot of uh, for this. Um, I also, I don't know if you know what's going on. People seem to be really upset about the James Corden nomination. I mean, I don't know what's going on. I I do know that uh, James Corden does not have a po- does not leave me with a positive impression. So whenever he gets nominated for something, I'm like, all right. <laughs> yeah, people don't see, seem to really not like him. Um, mm-hmm. That's. I think that there is backlash because he, I believe, is playing a gay man, and that people didn't like his depiction. Um, it just was a weird nomination because I hadn't heard one positive thing about his performance. Like these things like ratchet or that, where it's just like, who's nom what's happening. Yeah. Like yeah. what, what is happening here? And then I look at it and I know like a lot of the fans will be happy about this, but like when I see like the Mandalorian in best drama series, I'm like, what are you doing? Like, why isn't Miss America, Mrs. America on this? Like the Mandalorian, it's a kid show. Like it's a kid show. You know, no, it'd be like it'd be like seeing it'd be like being seeing Cobra Kai on this list. It's like, what are you doing? You know what I mean? Like I get people, it's popular, people like it, but it's not like best drama series. Like, come on. Come I on. I love it. I love it. Um I I like the love for Sasha Baron Cohen. I think that Borat is probably gonna be overlooked by a lot of award shows, so I'm glad that it's not overlooked here. Yeah. Yeah, um, and I'm excited to watch some of the films on this list that I hear are amazing. I, I've been excited to check out Nomadland. I think it's hitting um, uh, Hulu at the end of the month. Oh, good. Um, and so I've heard nothing but amazing things about that. Trial of Chicago 7 is good. It's fine. I like Aaron Sorkin. Like, it, it, even his okay stuff is still pretty entertaining to me. Yeah, because um, the dialogue's always great. So yeah. Then, that's cool. And I'm a, I'm a dialogue guy. I like that. I could not get through Mank personally anytime anytime a movie's like oh look at how hard it is to be a writer look at all the women that want to sleep with this movie director or writer it's like no don't do that don't don't do this like fucking you're making a movie that it's about you fuck that shit i don't want to i don't want to see that shit i want to see movies about normal people um i've heard nothing but good things about one night in miami i've been meaning to check that out uh super excited for judas and the black messiah 
Um, yeah, me too. Uh, me too. Fun side note for that. I shot a little promotional piece for a project that ended up not happening last year because of a pandemic. Uh, but the the guy who scored the trailer for that scored my my short. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, very nice gentleman. Very talented boy. Um, let's see here. Uh, <laughs> it's always looking at the best motion picture animated. So sad, like the crudes. And then you've got like soul and onward. And it's like, well, it's going to be soul. Like, let's like, why are the, why are we even bothering with the rest of these? Like, good job. But like, it's going to be, what are you talking about? It's going to be soul. Um, lo- I'm, I like the love to Palm Springs. Cause I really liked that movie. Um, bah, bah, bah. let's look, look at some of the questions we have from the discord um we've got um sts 2884 uh yes who are the the snubs and most likely to win in your opinions we've talked a little bit about the snubs roxy who do you think is most most like and obviously we're not gonna be able to go through every category but who do you think are some of the going to be the big winners this year so i think that um schitt's creek's gonna do very well again I think that, yeah, that seems kind of like a no-brainer to me because especially when a show is on their finale season and they already did very well with um, everything that they, every award show prior to, you know, they swept, they swept the Emmys. So, um, although maybe it, it is a little bit long ago, so I, but I do think that they'll do well. Um, and then I think that it might be kind of like, one-offs a lot of things that just win one thing i think there's no way that kaylee coco uh for flight attendant or um emily in paris i don't think there's any way that they do jack crap here i would be shocked if ratchet does anything i just don't even know anybody who liked it so i'm just looking scrolling through this list to see who else really stands out that they'll do very well um i uh i think that like you have heard really great things about No Bad Land. I love Promising Young Woman. I hope that that doesn't get, I hope that gets a little bit of love. I think Riz Ahmed probably for Sound of Metal is. Um, I've heard really great gonna, things about his performance in that. Going to win, but it is hard to have Chadwick Boseman standing in that category and, and not go with him. Yeah. Side note, um, uh, I did get a chance to see Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Really, I mean, unsurprising, very excellent. He's very excellent in it. Uh, Viola, Viola Davis is a force in that movie. Like she's yeah. uh, uh, very just incredible in it. Um, so I would imagine that similar to Heath Ledger, uh, I, I would imagine the award season will be very good to Chadwick Boseman and uh, under very unfortunate circumstances because it, it, it is a legitimately really good performance. <laughs> like it's not it's not just that he passed away. He did it's a really good performance. Um, so, uh, if you, anybody, yeah, gets a chance, totally. I would say check that out. Um, yeah, I'm just look, still looking through, but th- to me, there's no other, like this show is going to sweep. This movie is going to sweep. But again, I haven't seen all of the movies. Yeah. So we have a question here from Boiler Huff. Um, have either of you seen the little things yet? Jared Leto was nominated by both Golden Globes and the SAG and SAG for his role in the movie and i was wondering if you guys thought it was weird or valid i have not seen the little things but this does i haven't seen it either he's in a fat suit in this right that's this role that people have been talking about i don't know i don't know i haven't seen it i will say i haven't heard good things about it which is why i haven't made it time to see it but i think this does touch on a, a bigger question i have roxy which 
a lot of this has to be because of the pandemic, right? That's why this this lineup feels so weird. It just feels like a weird amalgamation of things because we didn't get a normal rollout of of movies and shows last year. Yeah, I think that that's part of why things are getting pushed back. Like the awards are pushed back a little bit, and um, it, it's like kind of a weird waiting game. Like when I'm talking about Shit's Creek, I'm like, when even did I watch that? Like mm-hmm. where? Where even was that? Um, and some of these shows, too, I feel like they're phenomenons in this time period. Like, talked about this with Queen's Gambit, but for me, like, that just hit at the right time, the right place. I think the show is totally good, but the way that it's gotten this hype and these nominations and her being nominated and the show being nominated, I'm like, I don't think in any other year this would have made this kind of splash. But people are at home and then people started ordering chess kits and, like, I don't even know if chess kits is the right word. Mm-hmm. Chess sets. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it feels it, DJ. You're dead accurate that it feels fucking weird this year. So if if there was one thing that you could put on this list that's not on there, would it be uh, "I May Destroy You"? So hard because I get I yes, I guess that is the right answer because it's like the best. The reason I'm stumbling here is because there was one episode of it that made me actually really pissed off. Oh, interesting. So, um, that one episode. In what way? Um, so the it's a show about uh, it's a, it's a dark comedy about sexual assault. Cool. And that is a very thin line to walk. Yeah. Now, granted, the star and creator of the show has been very, very open about her own sexual assault. So she's allowed to, in my opinion, write whatever she wants to fucking write mm-hmm. because she's not somebody who has not experienced this. So she, you know, she's allowed to tell the story she wants to tell. There was a um, episode about a, a lot of this is about sexual assault. And then there's an episode that is about sexual assault in in regards to um, race mm. and and she is it okay for me to spoil a little bit here? Yeah. She um, depicts a woman, a white woman. She shows a white woman lying about her sexual assault, um, claiming that a black man sexually assaulted her. Mm-hmm. And that was um, a very, very challenging episode to watch because the way that she does it, uh, it's hard. it's hard to explain without seeing it, but we are in a time period where it watching a show about sexual assault that decides to spend time an entire episode and then episodes after this also mentioning it about a woman who is accusing somebody and she is lying mm-hmm. is a, a very strong statement to make when women are not being believed right now but yeah. this was a commentary on race and um and socioeconomics so it it, it was it, the episode, the way the episode was done, fucking pissed me off. Mm-hmm. But it was her episode to tell, and yeah. so it, uh, other than that, the show and even that episode is so well done. Other than that, the show is phenomenal, and the way that it is, the way that it integrates comedy through this like m- really really messed up situation is, it's brilliant. It's a brilliant show. But that one episode was one of my least favorite episodes of television I've ever watched in my life. Yeah, and I get how how. 
you can be thrown off because obviously I haven't seen the show or that episode yet, but I get how, you know, shows that that can happen. It is tricky when you're challenging more, uh, mature themes, uh, tricky themes, challenging themes. And I'll loop that back to the golden globes that, you know, there's a lot of talk about, you know, the diversity and represent representation about, um, uh, actors, actresses, uh, directors, people behind the camera and all that stuff. Um, and I hope that, you know, and I know there's probably, cause there's always backlash to talking about more diversity or whatever, but I'm hoping that we're in a position where we're learning more about how we communicate to each other, how about how we communicate ideas. You talked about earlier in the episode, how search party did the job of like, um, uh, you have queer characters, but they're still people and people sometimes suck. That's the trick of people is they suck and they don't suck because of the, the, whatever yeah. the thing is. It's just, that's a, that's a thing of being a person. Totally. Um, and I think that's an important thing, you know, when I write or, or media is treating people like, like, like people. That's the point. That's what we're all trying to learn how to do. And communicating with people is tricky. <laughs> it's, it's because sometimes they suck. Sometimes you suck. Sometimes you don't understand each other. And sometimes you're just different. And that's all part of it. And I think learning, looking at movies and stuff like uh, uh, Re Regina King got nominated for best director correct um yeah uh, i think that i think that um i read that three women were nominated for best director in that category which is i think not only like, like I think unprecedented. Was, is unprecedented and also like doubled the amount of women that had ever been something like silly like that you're like wait seriously um yeah i i hope it, and it's not that it's going to be perfect and it's not necessarily and again i think with any awards it's not that these are necessarily even um the best movies ever um, but it is the, the, an opportunity for us to, to learn I, I don't, for the medium to move forward and for us to learn ways, how we're communicating each other, how we communicate these ideas, um, and how we can make this, the entertainment medium better. Because I think a lot of it at the end of the day, it's about, I, I don't know, may, I'm making a sweeping statement. A lot of it's about empathy. I think a lot of art is about empathy, about the ability for the audience to get into the head of these characters and the writers to whatever. Yeah. And so this is that's a key aspect of it, you know. Um, so I don't know if you're if you're you know Roxy's excited to check out some of these movies. I'm excited to check out some of these movies. If you're looking at this list and you're like, well, why is an Avengers on there or whatever, take a second to check out some of this stuff. And it's like some of them are like DJ. There was not an Avengers movie that could have been on here. Are you kidding uh, me? But I'm like, you know, like I. I I'm not going to recommend Mank. I couldn't get through it. But like Nomadland sounds really great. Promising a Woman sounds really great. Child of, Child yeah. of Chicago 7 is fine. It's an important story. It's a fine movie. Uh, but yeah. like give some of this stuff a shot. Uh, uh, maybe try stuff that's out of your comfort zone. And and also a um, friend of the show, uh, Danny Fernandez, uh, posted like don't hate watch stuff because it does affect stuff. Don't. it's If something's bad don't watch it don't, don't just, i i don't know that this is the case i feel like it was an emily in paris nod because i know it's like netflix's most watch whatever whatever thing but like the thing is that show brought me so much joy well there you I go then i, I truly, don't fucking know i truly loved it but in no world does it deserve to be on this list because in the same way that i truly loved gossip girl and 90210 that there is a difference between loving something because it's fun 
you need a little levity in your life yeah. and you're just like struggling and you're watching somebody in a different place make stupid decisions and something being award worthy like and yeah I, I think that that's the same thing with um flight attendant I felt very similar about this to Emily in Paris where as much as I give Kaylee Cuoco props because I hear that she was a badass producer on this baby and yeah. like she seems to be getting gaining the respect of this industry in a way that's like mind blowing. Yeah. Um, and she was excellent in it. It's just there's some roles that it doesn't matter if Meryl Streep's in the role. The role is not like an award worthy role. Yeah. And this girl is just kind of like she's just a going through life. Like mm -hmm. they're just like living. Yeah. Um, and you guys did a great job. Both. uh, uh M Collins, Collins, Lily Collins. Yeah. Both Lily Collins and Kaylee Cuoco did great jobs of just like doing that role. But mm -hmm. how are we going to compare that and not put on like a Journey Smollett who yeah. that role was like, I mean, she had to, she had to completely transform. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like, uh, um, not just that I'm trying to, I want to look it up so I can make sure I, I I'm doing so much looking up of things right now, DJ, me too. Cause I'm just like, what are other so people? much, but no, um, but, but, but when we, uh, Musaku, forgive me if I'm pronouncing the name wrong, who played Ruby, who was, um, journey Smollett's sister in that, in that role. Like hmm. the, the, the journey that character has to go, go on. And so part of it, I think part of it with yes. these award shows is the conversation around it is as important as the awards themselves because i kind of honestly I, I kind of feel like award shows like this just exist for people to bitch about it like i i, I feel like that's their primary function mm. and so just as you look at the if people that follow stuff look at the list but also look at the stuff people are saying like that should i may destroy you stuff that should have been on that list and check that stuff out too because we're in a pandemic we're all locked in this now is now if there there's never been a better opportunity to try stuff that you haven't tried before so give it a shot you may love it you may not but your your perspective will grow um and you may get a chance to just uh, find a new type of thing that you didn't know you would enjoy that you enjoy except for when it comes to foods i've been reading these articles about people trying new things during the pandemic because why not mm -hmm. and some people who live by themselves are finding they are allergic to things so be aware of that yeah be aware of that <laughs> <laughs> on top of what dj said about art try new things and when it comes to food stick to what you know yeah stick to what you know if you if you're dead set on trying new things maybe invest in an EpiPen and, and knowing yeah. how to use that just on case if you haven't had an allergy test and also correct me if i'm wrong Roxy, i don't maybe you and i are probably the ones that answer this don't you do your allergies change as you get older like you might be yeah okay so yes. Yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe if you try every foods. seven years, they say. Um, but I know because I used to be gluten free because I was getting very, very sick for a long time, and I went so I went completely gluten free because I didn't have celiac, but I had a like strong intolerance, so I was doing the whole like it was made me puke and it was horrible. Oh, shit. And then I went gluten free for years, um, and then my doctor was like, "In a safe environment, you might want to try it because you." you could not. And I tried it and I was like, Oh, that worked. And now I eat as much gluten as I want. So Bingo. like you can, sometimes you can reset and fix your body too. Boom. So, uh, be the careful, more you know. I guess. Yeah. I yeah. guess be careful and yeah. maybe get an EpiPen or maybe careful what you eat. Careful this what is you what eat. this show is really about. <laughs> this is we've all, it's all this time we've been building to this. We're talking about food now. Uh, Roxy, before we go, any final thoughts on, on golden globes and all that jazz? I'm kind of with you. I think it's much easier to sh to take a dump on this than it is to actually use it for its value. So 
I would like, I prefer not to crap all over these award shows because um, they're, they are helpful in the conversations around them, which let me know which movies didn't get nominated that I should watch, which ones people were excited about and the surprises. So I think that if you take it like that, then it's kind of just cool because we're all alone right now. So it's mm-hmm. nice to be able, be able to have these conversations even. Yeah. And also even to know what movies actually came out. Exist. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wait, no. did, 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 movies came out? Let's go check some of those well, out. It's only because of this that I even know what Minari is. Like mm-hmm. the conversation around Minari. I'm like, oh, okay. Like I have to watch Minari. Yeah. So, so there it is. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks, Golden Globes. When, when did we find out about the Oscars? I think, I think in February. Because they're in April, right? Yes. I don't know. I don't even know what I'm supposed to be excited about this year. <laughs> I'll, I'll keep you guys posted. I'll do my research more as we get closer. Boom. Uh, so before we go, remind the kids at home where they can find you and what they should be checking out. Not Everywhere. you putting hooks in yourself for World Girls. That's no, the one that's not going to happen. No, no hooks. Um, everywhere at Roxy Stryer. Um, also youtube.com slash Roxy Stryer. That's every single day live at the Roxy. We're at 327, I think. 327. And then the world girls, we've got some cool stuff going on. We're live every Wednesday and Sunday. Um, and this month for black history month, any of the purchases we make are coming from black owned businesses. So we're pretty excited about that. We're giving one episode, one, uh, one Wednesday this month, we're giving sweets a whirl. So we're going to all the best black owned pastry shops and we're just going to stuff our mother effing faces. So we're very excited about that. It's a great, it's going to be a, a hoot and holler. So pretty, yeah, great things. Also the last Wednesday of this month, we are giving waxing a whirl. Um, we shot that episode is being edited right now. And all I can say is that it got legitimately bloody. Uh, makes me uncomfortable. Um, yeah, so please yeah. go check all that out. Roxy is turning out uh, some incredible content. I'm really excited. Do you have plans for 365? Here's the thing. My plan never was to get to 365. Fair. So at this point, I guess my plan is just the plan of 365 is just making it. Mm hmm. I think I threw this out there before. Maybe that could be you, you while you're getting your vaccine or something. Maybe that would be yeah. the second vaccine. Whatever. We'll see. Uh, you it's can follow- not that far away, DJ. It's like that's like one month away <sighs> for three sixty-five. Well, if you think about, it, we're in the twenties, so it's like forty something days away. Oh my god! It's four, yeah, thirty-eight days away or something. It's like a month and a week away uh, because we we went into lockdown on what March fifteenth. You know, I'm a, we're all, it's not just me who's about to hit a year, me about to hit a year of being live every day, but no. we're all about to hit a year. I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm tired. I know. I'm tired. I know. <laughs> I'm, t- I know. I'm not going anywhere. I'm tired of it. Um, you can follow me at DJ Talks Trash. You can follow this show everywhere that matters at Only Stupid Answers, but on Twitter, Yank out the vowels from stupid. Be sure to check out the OSA show every week on patreon.com slash only stupid answers. This is a fan supported show. So if you want it to keep going, if you do the Patreon, you get extra content, a bunch of cool stuff there. So please um, go check that out. Check out our WandaVision reviews on youtube.com slash. Say something nice. In the comments. Nice there. Yeah. Come on, guys. We're just trying to uh, help you think critically about stuff. I know you don't want it, but go, whatever. I don't know. YouTube.com slash only stupid answers. And we love y'all. We appreciate y'all. And we'll see y'all next time. Bye bye.